extent possible. So I think with those few uh, you know, opening remarks, let me move to dive into the subject matter. Uh, now, a financial market, like all, the, like all other markets, there is buying and selling. There's buying and selling, but this, in this particular case, the buying and selling is happening of financial products or financial assets or securities. Now, you can think of financial markets as a platform that brings together on one hand, uh, in, uh, people who have excess capital, or we'll call them investors, looking to invest to earn a return. And then on the other hand, you have uh, issuers. These are entities or sovereigns looking to raise financing. Now, when that one happens on the first instance, it is called a primary market. But then the activity doesn't stop there. It continues even after the first issuance has been done. But in that particular case, it happens amongst investors with some, with some entering the market while others exiting. When that one happens, it is called a secondary market. <clears throat> in fact, when the, when the secondary market is functioning well, it is said to be a liquid market, right? One of the characteristics of a good financial market is its ability to offer liquidity. That is uh, entering and exit, exiting the market uh, seamlessly. Um, again, I'm going to try and approach the subject matter in a local context because it will, it will make a lot of meaning if I, if I don't overindulge the subject matter because I know the truth of the matter is that our financial markets are really small. So I'll try and keep it local to make a lot of meaning uh, to, to you at all of you. Now, there are different types of financial markets. There is the bond market, which usually is the biggest in many countries, and especially more so in frontier markets or developing countries like Uganda. <clears throat> then there's the stock market. Then if you must, again, just for completeness, there are a couple of other markets like the commodities market or even the derivatives market. But I'm going to be focused mainly on the two, uh, the bond market and the stock market. Now, you might want to ask you, yourself a question. What is a bond? A bond is a fixed income instrument, which essentially gives a right to the investor to lend money to a government or a corporation. When I say government in this particular case, it could be a federal government, it could be a state government, it could be a, a municipal government or a local government. And when I say a corporation in this particular instance, I mean, it could be a, private, a privately owned company, that is, it's not listed on the stock exchange, or it could be a company which is public or publicly listed. Right. So, 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 uh, but then let me, let me, let, okay, maybe let, what I, what I need to say is that kind of think about it like an IOU. Yeah, it's an IOU that investors uh, uh, give to either government or a corporation by way of, um, by way of, um, um, by way of investing in financial markets, right? It's basically a piece of paper and, it, and the activity actually tends to happen through computers talking to each other. Now, the question is, how, what are the features of the bond? How is it offered? 
whenever the whenever the bond is going to be issued by either government or uh, or the corporation, there will be a document that speaks to the offer. This document is called the prospectus. In the case of government, uh, the prospectus is widely advertised in the in the in the print media, and even different financial advisors will have copies of that prospectus. It's, it's, it, uh, in the case of government, it's normally a small document. But it will speak, it will communicate the amount which is on offer. It will communicate the, the maturity of the tenor. And then it will also communicate the different use and the different prices that you know, investors might, 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 might be interested in taking up depending on their risk appetite. Again, this is a fairly, it can be a fairly complex matter, but I'm trying to keep it simple such that at least I get you to understand some of the features that happen within, within, within that particular aspect of the financial market, right? So, um, so yeah, the offer is made through a, a prospectus and you know, uh, investors uh, normally uh, read the prospectus and they can, they can, they can, they can put in, put in, put in their bid depending on depending on their risk appetite. Now, when it comes to government of Uganda bonds or treasury bonds, right? Uh, there are seven licensed or accredited uh, participants. In other words, you cannot you can only transact through the seven licensed uh, participants or accredited uh, participants. These are commercial banks. In no specific order of preference, let me just mention them. Uh, there is Standard Bank, there is Standard Chartered Bank, there is Centenary Bank, there is ABSA, Bank of Baroda, Housing Finance Bank, and DFCU. Those are the seven licensed participants that, 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 can, that can transact on an investor's behalf. Now, maybe the question you might want to ask, how do you get started? It all starts with opening an account by, by approaching any of the seven different accredited participants. Account opening is normally a KYC form uh, with supporting documentation that you fill. And then when that one is done, then uh, the process takes, you know, it can even be completed in a day, but maximum you can say give or take three days these days with the, with the, with the effect of COVID because people are working from home. But it's a fairly simple process to get started. You'll basically get a unique account which will house all your securities. It is called an, a CSD account. Even when you're going to hold 20 or different types of securities, all your securities will sit on that account. It is unique to everybody. <clears throat> and, and, and once that one has been done, the amounts required to start are fairly small. Even as low as 100,000 shillings, you can buy a bond. Yeah, so actually between 100,000 shillings and 200 million shillings, you can make what we call a non-competitive bid. In other words, in the primary market or in the market of first instance, or when the, when the issuance is first being offered, right, you have to wait for all the applications who, can, who are eligible to make uh, a competitive bid for you just take the average price that has been that 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 has been achieved depending on the auction results. So this is a fairly uh, simple and 
uh, it's a fairly simple process that doesn't require a lot of money to actually get started. Now, I know uh, as people who are you know, doing all sorts of things, uh, many people invest in real estate or start companies, but sometimes the amounts required can be big. And let me, I mean, to take the example of real estate, imagine buying a piece of land, getting an architect constructing and, until you finish. And if, you, if it is rentals, you try and look for tenants. That process can take four years or five years. In this particular case, everything can be completed seamlessly within a month, or even actually within a few days, to become an investor. Amounts required, pretty small. Now, let me uh, uh, also introduce the other part of the treasury bond. I, I have I've spoken about the treasury bond, but the government of Uganda also has what we call treasury bills. The difference between a treasury bill and the treasury bond is one of tenor. A bond is an instrument that, that is issued from two years and above. Now, in some countries, the tenor can even go to as high as 100 years. These days, there's even talk of uh, you know, 100 year bonds. That is because governments are borrowing a lot of, a lot of money these days. Yeah. But the treasury bill is issued in, uh, in, in the Ugandan context, there's a 91 day treasury bill, there is a 182 day treasury bill, and a 364 day treasury bill. Why it takes that sort of deconversion, I'm happy to engage in the question and answer session. Right? Uh, so, so that is it about bonds and treasury bonds. Maybe the difference between the bond, the other difference between the treasury bond and treasury bill is that in the treasury bill, you will, uh, you will basically be buying it at a discount. You don't get a coupon. But when you invest in a bond, you, you, you are entitled to a regular coupon. This coupon is paid in the Ugandan context every six months. So one of the attractive features of investing bonds is the prospect of earning a regular income. So every six months, you get a paycheck. Best, best, that, that, that will depend on the offer that was that was made at the time that you purchased the bond, right? So maybe someone might, might want to ask themselves a question, why would someone invest in a treasury bond or a treasury bill? I'll begin with the first, the first one, which is, it is a fairly well-regulated process. The framework has been provided for by the capital markets. So which means that your investment is very safe. In fact, you could, you could even argue that your investment in a financial market is safer than even uh, your title, your land title. Because guess what? These days, you know, titles can be, uh, can be, can, can be uh, duplicated and all sorts of things happen on them because you don't yet fully have a, a, um, an electronic or a functioning electronic registry. Yeah, but that is um, another discussion probably. So the point I'm trying to make here is that it is the well-regulated process to protect you, the investor. The other advantage of, of investing in a, in, a, in a bond market, like I said before, the amounts required are pretty small. Even for as low as 100,000, you can, you, can, you, can, you can own a bond. And the, the other advantage, which is the third in that particular case, is that the, the process is a fairly simple process. Yeah, it's the typical KYC form whereby in the day or two, you have called said 
to begin transacting in that particular type of financial market, right? The fourth, the fourth advantage of investing in bond is the fact that it offers diversification. Now, diversification is a well-proven concept in the investment world that when you, when, when you place your investments in assets that are not related to each other, right, or correlated as we call them in the investment jargon, correlated to each other, you improve your risk, your return risk performance. In other words, you, you, you enhance your return while at the same time minimizing your risk. So investing in financial marketing, especially investing in a bond in this particular case, offers you that opportunity to diversify your investment portfolio. And actually COVID has demonstrated that so many people have had lots of their assets or so financial assets and human capital tied into particular sectors. The financial markets allows you that opportunity to diversify that. In other words, even when you still have, even, even when you have a situation like we have today, one of the lockdown, you continue earning. You continue, you continue earning. So diversification is a big, big thing that you can get from financial markets. Then the, the, the next reason why you might want to consider investing in the bond is like, like I said before, it offers you the prospect of a regular income. If it is a bond, there's a coupon that is paid every six months. Yeah, and that coupon uh, can actually be very attractive. Indeed, many, more attractive than so many uh, rental properties that people invest in these days. So it is something that probably you might want to consider. The other reason why you might want to invest in a bond is because it is a fairly liquid, or it can be a fairly liquid investment. By liquid, I mean it is easy to convert to cash. When you need, when that day comes, when you, need, you have something that is burning that you want to finance or, 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 or yeah, that you want to finance or fund, you can actually sell whatever you have fairly quickly. Now, of course, uh, the, 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 there will be a cost that comes with it, but compared to some other asset classes like real estate, you might have a prime piece of land and you have that burning cash need that requires immediate funding, but then it can take you a year or two actually to, to, to sell that particular real estate. So investing in financial markets offers that kind of liquidity, which can be extremely useful. <clears throat> the other reason why you might want to consider investing in financial markets is that it offers tax planning. Especially when you invest in a bond, yeah, some bonds are, 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 have been, have been, the tax on those bonds has been, uh, is low compared to maybe where the corporation tax would even pay as you earn it. I know if you invest in bonds that, are, that, that, that have it, that have tenors of 10 years or more in the Ugandan context, the reloading tax is 10, is, is 10 percent. Whereas pay as you earn starts from 30 percent, you know, uh, especially to many people in the corporate world. And in, in some cases, you can even go as high as 40 percent. Operation tax is 30%. So investing in bonds can actually offer some good tax planning for your investment, investment portfolio. <clears throat> the other reason why you might want to invest in bonds is because it, there's also a prospect of capital gains. Now, this is a bit technical, but allow me to, uh, to try and maybe uh, 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 kind of find a way of, of making it simple to you. Um, so, 
you'll notice that all treasury bills and treasury bonds that have been issued by the government of Uganda, or any central bank, will be plotted by participants in the marketplace or even the central bank in what is called a yield curve. Now, the financial experts in the market will try and study that yield curve to such an extent that they will even anticipate the actions of government or even the central bank. Now, for those who can do it well, they can actually make some very good or attractive capital gains on their investment. That is a technical detail. I mean, for beginners, you don't have to be worried about that because your financial advisor can, can always advise you as to how you can do it. But the takeaway for you, for you for the takeaway that I must uh, say is that investing in bonds actually gives you the prospect of investing, uh, sorry, or, uh, gives you the prospect of, uh, of getting some capital gains. Many people think that it is only real estate that gives you that prospect. Indeed, financial markets also give you the prospect of investing, of, of, of getting capital gains. Um, the, let me make this one the last reason because I know we have limited time. I could go on and on, but I think these ones can suffice for today. The last reason why you might invest in a bond is because it offers good collateral, right? Now, many people think that when you want to, if you want to go and get a loan from a bank, uh, you need to take your land title. But actually, a bond, an investment in a bond, is actually better, better collateral than, 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 than the land title. And the reason why that is the case is because bonds, like I said before, are fairly more liquid than real estate. So the banks will actually look at that asset or that collateral as very, very valuable. Yeah. Um, moving on to the other type of financial markets. Sorry, the other type of financial market, which is the stock market. <clears throat> now, in the bond market, it is companies or governments, you know, uh, uh, seeking money to borrow by way of instruments that are listed on, 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 in, in the market. Now, when it comes to the stock market, these are companies. Here, you're, you're, you're basically trying to own a company, which was either previously pub publicly owned or it was even privately owned. What tends to happen is that the founders of these companies will then come to the financial market as an exit option for them. That is, they exit by ceding a percentage ownership to the public. But sometimes, they actually, they are not just exiting. Sometimes they come to the market because they, are, they want to raise money for growth. When they do that, they will actually uh, uh, amend their articles of association in such a way that they create more shares, which shares are then traded. And then the company becomes, uh, they, they, they are able to get money by selling those shares, which money will be used to grow the company. So essentially, the stock market gives you the prospect of owning of owning uh, a company which has then become public. Becoming a public company comes with obligations, like uh, holding under general meetings, uh, having accounts audited, and having everything that is done approved by the shareholders. By, by, by share, by the shareholders. Now, what you get by buying a share is that you get rights which translate into voting rights. It gives you a say 
in everything that the company does. But again, the, there's too much detail and we don't have much time. I'll try and, 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 and stick there and, 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 and stop there. Now, you might want to ask yourself, why would, why would someone uh, invest? Okay, let me begin by how to get started. Again, like in the case of bonds, you will need to open an account with a broker. Now, whereas the bond market is a dealer market, the stock market, especially for shares of companies, it is a broker market, it is a brokered market, whereby the participants who are, who, who are authorized to trade on your behalf and are members of the stock exchange are called brokers. All you have to do is to open an account. Again, that account sits on the stock exchange, but, but you open it through your broker. Again, the amount of information required is your typical KYC information. And the process of creating that account can be completed fairly quickly in a day or two, depending on the information that you have. Yeah? So why would you then, uh, uh, why would you then invest in the stock market? Um, just like in the bond market, it gives, you the, it gives you the prospect of a regular income. Uh, in this particular case, they're not coupons, but many companies, when they make a profit, they declare dividends. These are, this is a return or a return back, or a cash back to shareholders. So that can come in handy to actually finance some of your, 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 your investment goals. But then there's also the prospect of capital gains. In, in fact, the subtraction of investing in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the stock market is the, is the prospect of capital gains. This, it happens in the way of, say, let me take an example, say the, the IPO price was 100 shillings, and then uh, after two, three weeks or even a year, it is 200 shillings. That is a capital gain, which means value has been created. Now, the beauty of the stock market, when you sell, when you sell, when you sell, and there is a capital gain, the tax on the capital, the, the, the capital gains tax on that gain is actually zero. So it can offer some very good tax planning, just like we saw in the case of the bond market. Yeah, dividends again are taxed at 15%, which is less than corporation tax at 30%. Again, there is a bit, there's a lot of tax planning that can happen within the stock market. Uh, the other reason why you might want to invest in the stock market, again, the amounts required are fairly small. You don't need 100 million to start or 50 million, even for as, less, for as low as 50,000, depending on the share price of the particular company that you are investing in, you can actually start. Uh, it also offers diversification, that is the prospect of pooling your different assets in different buckets of investments, which are not correlated, which then improve your risk return performance over the long term. Um, again, like in the case of bond market, it is a fairly regulated process, which is meant to protect you, the investor. Now, I know the commodities market, the derivatives market, but I want to try, I want to try and get into those sort of markets because there's very little to apply them in the local context. But uh, let me try and summarize. <clears throat> The benefits of investing in financial markets are mindful of time, and I know people want to ask questions. Uh, it is a fairly well-regulated well process. Amounts required are small. Um, it is very easy to get started. 
It offers you a regular income, their capital gains, this diversification. It offers good tax planning. This, the, the asset sale can act as very good collateral. It offers you the prospect of liquidity when you need it. And maybe the other, the other bit which I had not touched is the fact that it supports both active and passive strategies. Now you notice that if you're doing real estate or even doing or even running your own company, you actually have to be there most of the time for it to be moving. In this particular case, um, even if you choose to buy and hold, which is called in the investment world a passive strategy, you can still benefit. Now, not many assets can support a passive, a, both a passive and active investment strategy. So that is one of the other advantages. So what, that is one of the other advantages of investing in the stock market or, or even financial markets. Now to summarize, again, I'm mindful of time. I don't think there's ever been a better time to think about investing in financial markets because with COVID we've seen uh, that there's a possibility of a lockdown and what a lockdown does, sectors are brought to their knees. Yahoo, nobody ever thought that tourism would not we'll get to see a time when tourism has come to a halt because people are not traveling. Before COVID, it was the highest export earner, bringing in almost $1.6 billion for the country every year in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, foreign exchange revenue. The same thing goes to education. Nobody ever expected that education would come to a standstill, but we are seeing it. So for me, I believe, and we can go on and cite many other sectors because almost every sector has been affected. So, so, so for me, I don't believe there's ever been a better time for people to begin thinking about investing in financial markets as a way to improve or even to achieve their financial goals. I beg to submit, Mr. Chairman. Sorry, uh, uh, Chairperson, my apologies. Thank you. Thank you very much, Gerald, for that um, presentation. Off the cuff, if I may say, no slides, nothing. But uh, uh, since we still have a few minutes, I will ask Robert Mawanda, you'll kindly do the moderation, pick out the questions in the chat room or members whose hands are raised and uh, at uh, exactly two minutes to 7.50, we'll close the Q&A. So Mawanda, over to you. Uh, thank you, President. I hope I'm audible. Yes, you are. Uh, good morning, Rotarians, uh, Rotaractors, and our guests, officials, uh, Rotarian officials, protocol observed. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Gerard. And uh, we have a couple of questions from the chat room. I suggest we take probably four, and then we shall look at the hands raised because we've been given only eight minutes. Uh, the first one is from William. He says, if I opened an account CSD in one bank, is it possible to trade in stocks or bonds with different banks using the same account? I hope you've picked that, Gerard. The other one is from Robert Odedo. What is the main difference between competitive and non-competitive bid in purchase of bonds? The third question, is from Madeira Davidson. And Madeira, you are most welcome. It's our regular guest. 
How big is the treasury bond and treasury bills market in Uganda at this time? But he has two questions. What is the net capital gain return for the investors at this time? And the final one, let's first take the first four. From Shiba, can you invest in, in bonds at any time? Or is there a particular time? Uh, Gerard, I think let's take those four or five, and then we shall look at the hands raised. Over to you, Gerard, please. All right, thank you so much. Let me start with the first question. Can, can your CSD account be used to buy and uh, uh, buy bonds in a different bank? So let me, let me say this. You need a separate account to, to, to invest in bonds. And also you need an, a different account to invest in the stock market. Now, the reason why that is the case, we are still, we're still grappling with the situation of, the, uh, of currently uh, the market structure that has not permitted trading of government of Uganda bonds at the stock exchange. I know uh, players in the market have, been, uh, have been, been yearning for that one to happen, but what it means is that we use different accounts. Now, the account you open, the account you open with the central bank, your CSD account, is a unique account that it's only opened once. It is only opened once, but then I, many banks would prefer that if you're using them as their primary dealer, you'll have an account with them because they are under obligation to, to finance or settle whatever has been allocated to you. So many of them would prefer that the funds actually have to be on your account. So even if it is not your regular account, you'll have to open an account in that particular bank. Yeah, it will be almost impossible for you to trade, uh, to, I mean, for you to have another account in a different bank and settlement happens there. You'll have to have an account because you have to find, you have to fund the account to get the position that has been allocated to you. <laughs> now, there was a question of competitive bidding and non-competitive bidding. Competitive bidding happens when uh, investors want to invest 200 million and above, 201, actually 200 million and one shilling and above. What happens is that these, these different investors will look at the prospectus and choose the kind of return that they want to get on their, on their participation. Now, that one happens at the point of first instance, which we call an auction. But so, so those investors having 200, 200 million shillings and 201 million shillings, so 200 million shillings and one, will have to indicate the amount that they are being, the, the amount that they want to invest and the yield that they want to get by virtue of their investment. Now, for amounts less than 200 million shillings, you don't have to go through the hassle because whatever the cutoff period that, whatever the cutoff that happens at the auction is what you get. So they'll give you the average yield from all the applications which is actually fairly good. So which basically means that you don't have to have the sophistication of bidding. Bidding is not a fairly simple process because you try and anticipate what other people are trying to do within the market and you're trying to get the best yield possible in your investment. So I think that one answers the question. Now, there was a question of how big is the treasury bond market and the treasury bill market. I was looking at the figures yesterday 
The treasury bill market, the treasury bond market is in excess of 20 trillion, right? These figures keep changing because trades happen, you know, almost every week. Uh, by, uh, actually, no, trades happen almost every month. So the size of the treasury bond market in the Ugandan context is in excess of 20 trillion. By contrast, by contrast, the size of the treasury bill market is in the region of 7 trillion. Again, the amounts keeps changing. Right, it is in the region of seven trillion. So you have twenty trillion and seven trillion. Right? Uh, maybe someone might, might want to know how about the stock market. As of as of, as of Friday, twenty uh, third, the market capitalization of the stock exchange, Uganda Securities Exchange, was twenty one point three trillion. I think that one kind of answers those questions. Um, there was a question of what is the net what is the net return that you expect to get uh, when you make the investment maybe what i can say is that by looking at the yield curve the longest tenor the longest instrument on the uganda government of uganda yield curve is the 20-year bond the yield is about 16 percent so the yield is 16 percent it has a coupon of 17.5 percent yeah it's a difference between the yield and coupon, but again, that is a, that is a, a, technical, a technical detail. It is one thing to take away that the, the regular payments of, for, for the coupon on the 20-year bond will be 17.5. You can want to uh, you know multiply that by 0.9% for the effect of tax of 10%, and then you kind of get an idea of how much you'll be getting every six months when the coupon is paid. So you can so so you can say as much as sixteen percent or even more. That is how much you can make uh, on the twenty-year bond. But of course, the, the lower instruments, they will come. I mean, uh, the treasury bills you're looking at maybe eight or nine percent, all the way to sixteen percent. That is the range that you can kind of think about. Now, can you invest in bonds at any time? The, the straight answer to that question is yes, but auctions are done based on the calendar. So the financial, the financial government begins in July and ends in June. So the central bank or the Bank of Uganda comes up with the calendar when these bonds will be issued. Because we have the two-year bond, we have the three-year bond, we have the five-year bond. At every, at every auction, not different maturities are, are issued. So, um, You'll have to look at the calendar, especially if you want to participate in the prime market, primary market, which is the auction. But even when that is the case, even when that is not the case, that is even when there is no bond which is being auctioned, you can still contact your primary dealer because they, are, they have a mandate to make the market. Anytime someone wants to buy a market, buy a bond, I think that one answers the first five or four questions that we have put on. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, we have so many questions in the chat room, but some hands have been up for long. Let me just take uh, three hands and I'll start with the CMP. Edward, please give your comment or your question very, very briefly because we are caught up with time. Then we shall also pick Jane. And Thank you, moderator. Uh, my question is 
ask questions. One, uh, what happens after uh, investment the bond and halfway through the present tax part of Uganda? It was so clear we're breaking. That's associated with the bond, certain percent. The question is, uh, Uganda country and employment. Please comment on. Uh, uh, fixing, I mean, investing in bonds compared to starting a new business. Paul, I hope you've picked that. Was it? So I, I didn't. So I, I, I didn't. I didn't hear the questions. I don't know if you can. You know, wanted to know the option of either investing in bonds or in other other businesses wasn't so clear. Uh, Rotary and Jen Kabgo, please go ahead to give your comment or question very briefly. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you, uh, Gerald, for that informative presentation. My question is around uh, the process of opening a CDS account. I do remember that when I opened up one, it was very manual. It had many forms. You had to give many pictures. Has this been uh, improved since, or is it still as it were then? Should I answer this? Marion says you've spoken about the least amount to invest in bonds is 100,000. How much money would one need to invest in a bond for it to make commercial sense and earn you a good return. Let's take those three or four and then uh, I think I'll hand over to the president. Apologies for those in the chat room, but. Okay. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, let me start with the third question. I think the amount of money that you want, you, you, you might want to invest will depend on your financial circumstances. There's no, but of course, uh, as, as, as conventional wisdom would suggest, those who invest, in, those who invest more, more will actually, will actually get, get more in terms of return uh, in value terms. But in terms of the yield, it doesn't matter whether it is 100,000 or 200 million. If the yield is the same, you're getting the same yield. But in nominal terms, the person who puts in a lot more money will get more. That is the, you know, the simplest I can, I, can, I can respond to that particular question. Now there's a question on account opening that the, the process is, a fair, is fairly manual. Yes, that is, used to be the, that used to be the case a couple of years ago. These days we've seen uh, trading platforms become electronic. Of course, you'll have to fill in the paperwork, but once the paperwork has been, has been, has been, uh, has been completed, the account will be an electronic account. Yeah, and I remember it used to be the case of the Uganda Securities Exchange where people used to be given share certificates. It's not, it's not the case anymore because all you need is to know your account number and it, you'll get uh, a password whereby you can actually check your, your, your account performance. Even your licensed broker can, who, can, who can actually access, uh, uh, access that account can regularly give you statements on how your account is performing. So yeah, we've since moved on to electronic, uh, to electronic accounts. I mean, it tends to happen when markets are still young. The process tends to be manual, 
but over time they become electronic. And I think we also get to a point whereby we see electronic trading. Now, <clears throat> there was a question about bonds of business. I didn't kind of understand the question. Again, the, the point I was trying to make was that investing in financial markets offers you uh, a way to diversify your asset portfolio. And if you do it well, you can actually improve your return performance while at the same time reducing risk. I don't think I can respond well to that question because I didn't clearly understand what the question was. But if there's one thing I can say is that yes, the biggest benefit is diversification and actually the returns in, this, in the financial markets have been very, very competitive. Let me give context. Inflation as of the end of June was, was you know, less than 2%, but the yield on the 20 year was in the region of 16%. Now that is a real return anywhere in the world. Uh, th thank you so much, uh, members on the call. Sincere apologies. So many questions in the chat room. I see some hands up, but uh, time is against us. President, I want to hand over back to you. I don't know whether our guests can spare some time after eight and respond to a few questions, but uh, thank you so much for the questions. And uh, I think it's better to invest now, 16% against the two, less than 2% inf inflation. Thank you so much, our guest, and back to you, President. Thank you, uh, Robert Mawanda, for the moderation and uh, humble request if our guest is not rushing to invest in some big financial market after the meeting, he could uh, support and respond to some of the questions in the chat room for maybe 10 minutes so that we can end the official fellowship by eight, since that's what we committed to our invited guests and other Rotarians or if he can respond in the chat room, whatever is convenient, we'll gladly adhere to that. And we are recording the fellowship. We'll share the recording in the president's forum and you may request from your presidents or faculty members to give you the recording, put it there. And for our visitors, if you drop your email in the chat room, we'll be able to share it with you before the end of the day. I would now like to get into briefly, briefly, two minutes, whatever we can do in two minutes. It's always good to, to give thanks for what we have to show what we are grateful for. And Dr. Andrew, Sech Toleko will take us through. Whatever you're grateful for, whatever you give, we'll go to constructing our walkway at one of our projects in Ntengeru at the Health Center for, Hoja Health Center for. So Dr. Andrew, we won't take so much time. What? Um, President, is there anybody to give a move a bottle of thanks before? Oh, yes, in? wonderful. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Milton or War, please, please graciously give us a bottle of thanks to our guest speaker. <clears throat> Thank you very much, President. Uh, it's my great pleasure to move the vote of thanks to our guest speaker this morning, my good friend and colleague, uh, Gerard. Gerard, thank you so much for waking up so early to come and speak with us. Your topic has been uh, a topic of great interest. We've had 
excess of 220 Rotarians, Rotaractors, and visitors coming to listen to you. And you did justice to the topic. Thank you so much for not just doing a great presentation to us, but I think you taught many of us many things about investing in financial markets. We've learned all the advantages of investing in those markets, you know, regulated, it's easy to do it, fantastic returns, great for tax planning, liquidity, diversity, a lot, a lot of knowledge that you've managed to share with us in such a short period of time. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Gerard. I am really hoping that uh, given the interest of your subject and given the whole amount of questions that uh, people would still want to engage with you on, I am hoping you would be able to spare some five or 10 minutes of your time after eight o'clock so that we can really maximize the benefits of having you today. Otherwise, thank you so much. Uh, great to see you in Maisha. Uh, Justice Richard, thanks for getting Gerard here. I think the next step is to get Gerard to become a member of Rotary Club. Of <laughs> Thank you so much. Back to you, President. Thank you. Thank you, Milton. I will definitely will look forward to, to having Gerald on board or coming as a, as a visitor once again. Members, Rotarians, Rotaractors, guests, I kindly request for five additional minutes for this fellowship, five to seven minutes to eat into your time so we can get on with the gratitude pound and then the roll call of clubs. And then finally, we'll have the final toast by Rotarian Dorothy as she gets ready. So Dr. Andrew Sechitoleko, over to you. Thank you very much, President. Uh, good morning, Rotarians, uh, Rotaractors, guests, ladies and gentlemen. This morning we've been served by Gerald as Rotarians, but it's our moment also to serve. So we're giving the opportunity for anybody that wishes to serve. Uh, I wish the, I think we already saw the walkway pictures displayed um, for Koja Health Center. We're giving an opportunity for those who wish to serve um, to contribute through the gratitude pound. We want to thank those that have already contributed. Uh, your names are also displayed on the screen. There are those that have made pledges and not honored them please come through. The numbers for our gratitude pound will also be displayed on the screen. Our pound is one pound equals 5,000 Uganda shillings. So I'd like to give an opportunity to two people to tell us what you're grateful for this week and also make your contribution to the gratitude pound as I read out the numbers for contribution. Thank you. Okay, yes, President. So the numbers are now displayed on the screen and then the names of Edgar Bob Moganzi. And yes, President, you want to make a comment? Yes, I, uh, today I'm really grateful for the people who woke up early to join us for fellowship and the lessons learned in financial markets from Gerald. And I'll give four pounds in gratitude in that respect. Um, thank you very much, President. For those who can't see the numbers, uh, the I'm numbers are zero. Let me reshare the screen. 
it's shared, but for some reason it keeps flying off. So I'll just read them out. 0704-903560. Um, we have two pounds from CNP Bob. Thank you very much. Um, President Bob, I, I just missed the club there, but let me read it. Yes, so RC Fort Porto, thank you very much for your contribution. You're welcome. I'm right, right away, I'm just posting. Let me use MTN. Right, thank you very much. I'll also give four pounds um, this week in gratitude for what we are seeing as the lowering numbers of COVID-19. It was a mayhem in the last month, but uh, we're grateful to God to see that uh, our numbers are now dropping. So four pounds for that. Thank you, thank you. All right. Um, oh, and Dorothy has given one pound. All right, thank you very much, Dorothy. Oh, no, maybe she's just... I give an opportunity to one more person and then I hand back to you if there's anyone else. Doctor? Yes, Mawanda? This is, yes, uh, I'll give four pounds in anticipation that uh, since the cases are going down, uh, <laughs> the I'm not complaining. <laughs> as you wait for the statement on Saturday. Thank you. All right, thanks, Robert. Okay, thank you, everybody. Um, and I hope we can keep receiving more pounds from you. Back to you, President. Okay, thank you so much. Let me just share again the members who bought for us bags of cement last week to build a walk. Five pounds, President. Uh, maybe just before I, I interrupt. Okay. We've just received five, five pounds from Dennis Bobo Cage. Thank you very much, Dennis. Okay, thank you. And, and now, maybe you just summarize and put in the chat room as I uh, as we conclude the, the total pounds that we've received today, and then we'll share, just like we've done today, all the contributions in the subsequent fellowship. Thank you, I'm seeing so many pounds in the chat room. Edgar, uh, Sergeant at Arms, I kindly call upon you to do the club roll call and take any note in case we've missed out any club for our record. So Edgar, please do the club roll call. Immediately you're done, Dorothy, you will finally give us the final toast. Thank you, President. I hope I'm clear, President. Yes, you are. Hello? Okay. Yes, you, you are. Thank you very much. We are honored to have you this morning. We don't take it for granted for having a, your morning to join us here as we enjoy our fellowships. Today we had over 40 clubs in attendance and over...
this is what I request. Kindly paste the list of the clubs and the Rotary clubs in the chat room. Harasi Natete, Harasi Mukono, Kampala Morning Stars, Nasentro, Harasi Seguku, Harasi Ntinda, Harasi Muyanga, Harasi Bukoto, Harasi Bala, Harasi Masindi, Harasi Boyogire, Harasi Kampala Centro, Harasi Makindia West, Harasi Makindie, Harasi Garuga, Harasi Entebe, Kampala Alibad, Namasua, Kololo, Sese Island, Bulindo, Namgongo, Sanji, Sunday, RC Chila, Kampala Seven Hills, Kampala Mkono Central, Fort Porto, Mbalala. We had RC Morning Tide, Golovi. We also had a provision club of Kampala Sunshine. We had uh, uh, RC Garuga Information. Uh, and also we had Rotaract Club represented by Rotaract Club of Kawalole, Rotaract Club of Bukoto, Rotaract Club of Maisha, Rotaract Club of Kampala South, and also we had very many guests. Uh, the club of the day was Kampala Sunrise. So ladies and gentlemen, if they I haven't had the Kampala Chibuli. Anyone who could have uh, Kampala Chibuli, please. Kampala Chibuli. Thank you very much. That's Chanja and Luka. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. I see Ginger as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Dorothy, over to you for... Thank you, President, Rotarians, Rotaractors, and our dear guests, Please join me with a drink and toast to Rotary International. Rotary the world over. Rotary the world over. President, are you there? Yes, thank you so much. So uh, Mawanda, maybe you continue with the moderation for 10 minutes for those interested in having their questions answered and the rest may leave at will. Uh, our guest, Gerard, are you still online? Do you have some time for us? Yes, I'm still online and I can, I can, gi I can give up to 15 minutes. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, let me start with a, a question from Arnold. I don't know whether Arnold is still on, on call, but maybe for the benefit of those who are still on call, he asked, what are the major risks in these capital markets? Then uh, there's another question from Wilson. Uh, maybe before Wilson, I can read this one. Oh, the number of questions here. Just a minute. Okay, there is another one from Jojo who says, how would you explain yield? And I'm reading as written, what variables does it cover? Do you think it's an ideal measure of bonds? For example, of the 17% 10-year bond and the 17.5% 20-year bond, all should investors consider absolute cash flows? Maybe we you take three. 
someone, uh, Lucy says, if the bank interest rate for a loan is 23%, for example, and I have a bond paper with a coupon rate of 15%, does the bank reduce my interest rate by the difference in rates? That is today. Please explain. Maybe you could first answer those three, and then you can take another set as we conclude. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Let me start with the last question. <clears throat> the bank doesn't, because the, the, the loan is a function of your credit risk and the way the bank has priced your, your specific credit risk. And, and, and in doing Hello? so... Yes, Afia. Oh, my dear, let's mute that person. So, okay, let me, let me, let me repeat the answer. So, like I said, bonds can act as good collateral if you want to buy, if you want to get a loan. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the yield that you're getting on the bond should reduce the rate at which you're borrowing because the rate of, at which you're borrowing is a function of your specific credit risk that the bank has priced. Yeah, so it doesn't follow that, you know, it should reduce uh, or you should be paying the difference. It doesn't work like that. Now, someone asked a question of the risks of investing in, uh, in capital markets. It's a very good question. The first, uh, let me start with the stock market. Of course, in the stock market that is buying shares of companies, and I saw there was a question in the chat room about NIC, whereby the IPO price was 45, now it is trading at less than 10 shillings. Now, the biggest risk in investing in the stock market is that whereas the upside is unlimited, in other words, you can buy a stock and it is 45 and it goes all the way to 1,000, but then there's also unlimited downside, depending on the performance of the company. The reason why the stock price will move is because the company's performance will be read by investors. And depending on that performance, investors will be happy to trade or buy that stock at a particular price. So when you buy at, when you buy at a high price and the price come, comes off, usually it is a function of problems that, that that specific company should be or will be experiencing that investors will try and price by way of uh, a lower share price. Now, the other, the other risk is, of course, uh, inflation. Not every stock, not every company, again, let me start with the stock market. Not every company can, can, can pass on, you know, uh, the inflation in their pricing, uh, in the pricing of their products. So you find that there are some sectors, there are some sectors that will not be able to transfer, to trans to transfer the inflation in the prices and that one will affect the performance of the company. Uh, normally uh, commodities market or sectors that deal in commodities, they are able to transfer the, I mean, the, the risk of inflation in their pricing, but it doesn't follow in many of the other sectors. Again, I don't want to dwell in so much on the subject because of time and, and, and of course me wanting to answer as many questions as, as I can. <clears throat> then of course, there is interest rates. Now we all know that in the stock market, uh, most, of, most of these companies borrow uh, to finance their growth program. So when interest rates go up, when interest rates raise, uh, there, is a, there, is, there is usually um, a consequence of 
people not being able to uh, to demand as more goods as 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 it would have been the case if rates were low but then also these companies to the extent that they are borrowing to finance their program they'll actually have to incur a higher financing cost which will reduce the profitability of those companies so interest rates can be another big uh, disincentive on in terms of uh, uh, the risk of financial markets in the in the course of in the case of bonds of course, the big one is inflation. And in fact, the yield curve will reflect investors' views on inflation, especially, especially in the in the in the in the in the um, on the lower end of the curve. That is usually a reflection of investors' views on inflation. So inflation is a big risk because it can wipe out the value that has been created over time. So and that is why in so many markets now the issue what they call inflation indexed bonds. Now in the in the case of um, uh, bonds, again the other big risk is credit risk. Now, if it is a company that is issuing a bond, there's a probability that that company may not have sufficient cash flows to pay investors when the cash flows fall due. But maybe the kind of comfort that you get from buying a government bond is you are always aware or sure that, especially if that bond is in local currency, you're always sure that that bond, sorry, wait, if the central bank doesn't have money to pay, uh, the investors that have invested in the bond, they can actually print money. So it kind of makes it uh, probable or possible to finance the, 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 uh, the, the needs of investors that have that have, that, have, that have bought this particular bond. However, that one, if that one happens, it comes with the risk of inflation. And like I said, inflation has the effect of wiping out the value that has been created. So yes, the takeaway is that much as there are good things in the, the financial markets, um, uh, there are also risks. Now, how do you manage those risks? Uh, in some markets, <clears throat> in some markets is what we call a derivatives market, whereby, there are instruments to manage that risk. We do not have that market here in the Ugandan context, but the, I mean, the biggest tool that we have that is available for investors in this particular context is one of diversification. Not putting all your eggs in one basket and then also seeking professional advice such that you are advised accordingly before you make any action. Now, then there was a question of the yield curve. Is it ideal if the yield is the, yield, is the yield of a bond a good measure of the performance or is the absolute cash flow? The straight answer to that question is it is the yield, right? Because there's what we call discount bonds and premium bonds, right? In a discount bond, the coupon is less than the yield. Yeah, but the, I mean, in terms of measuring the cash on cash return, it is actually going to be the it is actually going to be the yield that is that 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 you should be looking out for most. But of course, I know investors most of the time, especially those who invest for cash flow purposes, they are always looking at that coupon. But of course, most of the time, um, the yield and the coupon the, the yield and the coupon are related to the extent that the yield actually incorporates the coupon because it assumes that the coupons are going to be reinvested. Yeah, the same yield maturity. 
Yeah, so the best measure of a bond is not the absolute cash flow, it's actually the yield. But I know, depending on people's financial goals, many would, would look at that coupon because it is cash that they will be getting every six months. And actually, some of our bonds offer very juicy coupons. Yeah, th thank you so much, Gerard. Uh, we still have uh, over 100 people on call, and uh, there are some two hands up. Maybe we pick these two hands, and then a third question from the chat room. Rotarian Mike, please go ahead and raise your comment or question. Okay. Yeah, thank you very much, Moderator Mawanda. Omlangira. Uh, Gerard, that was good. And uh, it uh, generated a lot of interest. So thank you very much for making time and joining us. And I've worked with you on some projects regarding that aspect. I found you very well focused, knowledge-based and uh, grounded. Now, my comment, which you can respond to, is that uh, those are very wonderful ideas. How do we make them relevant and workable to a greater majority of our people? There are people in villages out there who can raise their 1 million even out of extended saving or even the 100,000 which you talked about is something that quite many can pull aside and invest. But they don't seem to have knowledge about how this entire ecosystem works. It is considered to be elitist, an investment for only the white collar job people or those that went to school. How do we make it massively attractive to the majority of our people? That is what I would like to seek a comment from you about. Thank you. Thank you, Rotarian Mike. And uh, let's take another one from another Rotarian Mike, or this time not Mike. Mike, please go ahead and raise your comment or question very briefly. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much, moderator. Um, it, it, it's, it's interesting when you called out Mike, I thought it was me, yet it was uh, the big man. Now, um, the you thinking is also, I'm also Michael. Uh, I don't know, I, I, I try to not to, call, to be called Mike, I want Michael. Now, look, I have, a, I have about three questions in one. Number one, um, DG Mike has already answered, I mean, has already raised. The question is, do we have brokers in Uganda. Number two, what are their standards to make sure that the buffeted do not uh, take my little money that I managed to raise after selling cassava or maize and so on. Uh, number three, um, how, can I, how can I gauge that the returns on my investment are value for money? Is there a bottom line? Is there a cutoff point? Can I do it myself? Can I can I be a broker of my own investments, uh, international or local? Thank you. Uh, th thank you, uh, Gerard. Let's add this, which is almost similar to the brokers. Of, I think it was from uh, Wilson. Allow me read it. Uh, how is it that investment advisors and stock broker companies 
offer lower transaction mm -hmm. fees for those buying bonds and treasury bills as compared to the primary dealer banks. And uh, I want to hand over to you. I think, ladies and gentlemen, these will be the final questions because we have to let our guests leave. And uh, we appreciate your time. Over to you, Gerard, please. Uh, <clears throat> thank you, uh, moderator. Let me start with the first question of Honorable Michael uh, Sevalu. It's a pleasure to hear from you uh, this morning. And thank you for the compliments. Um, how do we extend this knowledge to the wider group of the population? This Capital Markets Authority has a mandate of financial literacy, and I know even the Central Bank has a mandate for financial literacy. Uh, the NSSF has also taken up the whole aspect of financial literacy. It will take financial literacy to educate the masses. And I know there have been efforts even at, uh, at, an, at a regional level that is East African community to try and interest retail investors in participating in financial markets. Uh, in Kenya, they piloted with a bond which you could buy using your Mpesa, and it was very successful. I know different other markets are looking at the same, but again, it will take more than a trading platform, but financial literacy. And I, and I, and I, I believe from where I see it, Efforts are being made by the players, especially on the capital market side in the respective countries to try and push that agenda. It can't happen quickly, but I know at some point it will happen. Um, then then uh, there was a question from another Mike, Michael who said, we have brokers in Uganda. Yes, we do. Um, I know the, broker, the, the, the brokerage industry has kind of suffered because the activity of trading on the stock exchange has been very limited. So if you're not trading, it means you're not earning fees. So many of them have actually gone out of business. But indeed, we have brokers, we have Crested uh, Capital, we have Standard Bank Securities or SBG Securities, we have UAP Old Mucho, we have uh, uh, Diane Blair, you know, uh, those are brokers. African Alliance was one of the brokers, but it went out of the, it went out of the market and even, um, uh, even Crane, yeah? Even Crane Financial Services was a broker, but when Crane Bank collapsed, it also closed shop. So yeah, it is true we have brokers in the market and the CMA website should have a list of brokers that are duly licensed. Every year it is updated. So I advise you to look up the CMA website to see the list of licensed brokers. Now, he had another question of how do we uh, address the issue of buffeting, taking advantage of people. In other words, are there standards to protect people? Yes, there is, like I said in, in my presentation, there is a well-laid-out framework, there are rules and regulation. The brokers would be fined heavily if they, if they uh, did not um, um, go about the activities in a proper way that is permissible by the regulations. So you are very much protected. Investment in financial markets is a very well regulated uh, practice and offers a lot of protection to minority investors. So the whole aspect of Bafere is very much taken care of because there are very punitive penalties that people who misbehave will have to uh, be subject to. Now, the final question, how do I gauge uh, 
the value, how do I gauge value for money on a particular investment? Now, it will depend on the specific investment. If you're looking at the stock market, because many retail investors will buy maybe one or one or two stocks. Usually the benchmark is the overall market. Yeah, like in the case, in the context of the Uganda Securities Exchange, we have what we call the all share index and the local share index. So you try and compare your performance of your individual stock or stocks with how the overall market is performing. If your stock is performing better than the market, then you're doing well. If your stock is underperforming the market, then you're not doing well. So that is the benchmark that you can use whether you're performing well or badly in the stock market. When it comes to investing in bonds, actually the benchmark is inflation. If you have an interest rate that is better than inflation, then it means that you're protecting the value of the investment. The biggest benchmark in investing in bonds is inflation and actually the direction of interest rates. Yeah, and but, but then that one will depend on the kind of strategy that you're pursuing. If you are one who is an active trader that is looking to take advantage of you know shifts in interest rates, yeah, depending on the direction of interest rates, you can either make a capital gain or you can actually make uh, a capital loss. The, the practice is such that if interest rates go up or they raise, the prices come off. So and if they come off, so if, if, interest, if, if interest rates reduce, then the prices, the, the prices go up. It's an inverse relationship. But again, that's a technical detail. The key takeaway is that the benchmark for uh, whether you're performing well or badly in, in the bond market is either inflation or the direction of interest rates with regard to or compared to your entry point when you invested because the old curve could have moved against your particular investment. Now, there was a question of how of, of, uh, brokers offering lower fees than banks. I don't think that's entirely factual. I'll need more context uh, as to why they are saying that, maybe to provide an adequate answer, but I don't think that's entirely factual. Okay.